0: Scholar who has a commentary on this passage. He says that here we have the overture to the symphony of the whole gospel, the preface to the greatest story ever told in those uh, few verses that we've just read. No other story ever told, whether we're talking about history or fiction, uh, a figment of somebody's imagination, however epic, however captivating, however moving or memorable. No adventure, no mystery, no romance, no fairy tale can rival the true story of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We detect the ancient stirrings of this story in the very beginning of the world, what John refers to here from Genesis chapter 1. Indeed, the story originates before the beginning, in God's eternity. In fact, The whole wide world was created so that this story could be told. And here's the story. Here's the whole gospel, the whole brilliant, amazing gospel. In three little words, God became man. God became man. It takes about a second to hear it, but it will take infinite lifetimes to explore It for all of its meaning. God became man. Which God are we talking about? How did he become man? How could he become man? Does it mean that he ceased being God or that his divinity changed in some way? Did he become a real human being like us? What kind of man is he? What has this God-man said? What has this God-man done? What are his plans? Did he or or will he ever revert back to being God apart from man? Just God, not man, also. Why would God become man? What does that say about what God is like? What does it say about God's intentions toward humanity? What difference does it make to our lives? What difference does it make to our deaths? What is the good news that God became man? What does that say to my fears? What does it say to my doubts? What does it say to my insecurities and my despair and my sufferings? What does it say to my longings? What does this gospel say to us together about our relationships? What does it say to us about our conflicts? What does it say to us about our community and about our purpose? God became man it's a story that invites infinite questions God became man so that you would ask him those questions God became man in order to answer your real questions is God there? does he care? could he know me? Could he love me? Can I know him? Can I trust him? Are his ways good? Should I follow him? Now, <clears throat> look, it's just a little homily for Christmas Eve. We can't consider all these questions together tonight, but let me assure you that the Christian story, the Christmas story, the gospel story Means that the answers to all our real questions are better and more comforting and more wonderful than you will ever be able to imagine. God became man, Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us, the Christ, the anointed one, the glorious bridegroom, the desire of nations, pledged to his people, the crucified and risen Lord, who gives the Spirit without measure. The king of kings who ascended far above all the heavens that he might fill all things. The alpha and omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. The divine word become flesh who declares God's reality to us. He is our life. He is our light. And neither darkness nor death could ever overcome him. Nothing could stop him. And nothing could ever undo the truth of the good news that God became man. Hallelujah. <clears throat> As we prepare to come to the table, I'm going to read from Psalm 36. Let's make this our prayer and uh, meditation at the table. <clears throat> Psalm 36, verses 7 through 9. How precious is your steadfast love, O God, the children of mankind. Take refuge in the shadow of your wings. They feast on the abundance of your house, and you give them drink from the river of your delights. For with you is the fountain of life. In your light do we see light. Jesus is the abundance of God's house, Jesus is the river of God's delights, Jesus is the name that's sweeter than honey. Jesus is all good cheer distilled and concentrated. Jesus' is comfort and joy and the warmth of home on a dark, chilly night. That's Jesus. Paul says that in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and he has come for you. He has opened his life to you. He's opened the life of God to you. He's poured himself out for you at the cross. He's invited you to come and know his love and to dwell in him and to be filled with all the fullness of God just as he is. So come to him and feast and drink and live with God forever in his name. Amen. Let's pray. <clears throat> Father, by your Holy Spirit, we lift our hearts and our minds to heaven where Jesus is, seated at your right hand. Your Son has come to meet us where we are, and he has lived among us. He's made his home among us. And now you say that we should consider heaven to be our true home and that you Call us to meet you where you are, even at this table. Thank you for Christmas and for everything it means. Thank you for your steadfast love that endures forever. Thank you for telling us the great story of the gospel and for the opportunity to proclaim the gospel to each other and together as we eat this bread and we drink this cup tonight. We thank you for these things in Jesus' name. Amen.